The following episode of The Book Guys is rated explicit for content and may contain lots and lots of violence. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this inaugural Versus episode of Book Guys. This tag team match is scheduled for one fall. In the blue and white corner with a team that features Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman and more is the DC Film and Television Universe. In the red and white corner with a team that features Iron Man, Captain America and the Incredible Hulk is the Marvel Film and Television Universe. These two teams will face off with our panel judging which has the best film and television presence from the 1950s until present day. Are you ready? Let's get ready to... The Book Guys show is brought to you by hollowbooks.com. You can hide anything you want inside a hollow book. They'll even carve your book custom for you. hollowbooks.com. You choose the book, they do the work. Looking outside my window and I see a thunderstorm coming and I think Thor is already starting the battle. My name is Paul, the Book Guy Alves, and with a great panel of judges here today to figure out who is the champ of film and television. Is it Marvel or DC? And uh, starting clockwise, let's see, we got the one and only Craig Damlo. On center stage, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Craig Damlo. How are you doing, sir? I am doing excellent. I am I'm ready to vote for who's the better comic book uh, publisher, Marvel <laughs> or DC. Right. I'm voting Image. If they ever get together, I mean, like every other comic publisher is screwed. Uh, going clockwise, it's uh, counterclockwise on my screen. Sir, Jimmy. Boom. Hey, I heard Amazon is actually buying Marvel and DC <laughs> and shutting them both down. No, no, no. <laughs> Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so, Joe. <laughs> no, that's what it'll take. I mean, Jeff Bezos wants to take us to Mars. Why can't we solve this? That's right. That's right. And uh, going ahead with the next panelist is the one and only Joe. You can barely hear the music, but. And Joe does have a gun in his hand, by the way. Folks. I'm going to shoot Jeff Bezos right, if he's going to shut them down. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I was going to say that's not a gun. <laughs> hey now, hey now. But it is hidden in a hollow book. <laughs> yeah, but it is in a hollow book. <laughs> and, oh, and joining us for the first time ever in the center of my screen is Mr. Philip Moorhead. How you doing, Phil? I'm great. I'm great. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Very good, man. You're a podcaster. You've been in a couple of podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I'm a comedian and writer from Toronto, and uh, this is the only thing I can do from my apartment, so I love it. Nice. I, did, I had no idea you were from Toronto. I am as well until, like, this moment. That's awesome. Yeah, nice to, nice to meet you. Uh, 
And we're still outnumbered by Americans, as usual, on this show. <laughs> Hell That's yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. So, guys, we're going to go through this. Is how it's going to work. We're going to go through uh, pretty much every film or television episode, not, not episode, television series or movie by Marvel and DC. We're going to go through it by decade. And we'll decide, just for fun, we'll decide by decade who won that decade. And then at the end, we're all going to collaborate and... Uh, deliberate and and we'll choose a winner and there are one two three four five of us so there should be no tie we will decide a winner today and i don't know what jimmy types into that chat window in skype i'm not paying attention i just don't have enough windows and let's start with the 1940 which apparently there was stuff happening in the 1940s live action there was a live action captain america film apparently it was a serial it was a series of short films okay. Uh, and, and it comes up and actually, so I have never heard of this company. So, uh, people can, but Republic was a, uh, film company and it was the most expensive cereal they ever made was the Captain America cereals. Wow. Hmm. I mean, they didn't even need like, uh, wires to fly the guy around. I mean, it's just the guy with a shield right and back then in a machine gun. Yes, <laughs> that sounds yes, expensive. And, and from what what I can read on Wikipedia, which is obviously true, always, always, it's pretty loosely based on Captain America too. <laughs> <laughs> so I think by just by default, we're going to have to give it to um, to Marvel in the forties. Unless anyone else has some DC from the forties we didn't know about live action. Hold on, I want to check. There is, <laughs> well, there is wait a, a minute. Very, very old Batman series. I want to check what the date is. Yeah, there. I, I remember there, there was an old Batman, right? It's terribly dun, old dun, and dun, terribly dun, racist, dun, as dun, far dun. as I remember. But there, yes, there I think was there a black. Was, I don't know if it was forties. I gotta check. Uh, I like the old Batman audio dramas from like the forties and fifties because it was like uh, he was actually a detective still back then. He wasn't just shooting people. You know, like in the new movie, just saying. Yeah. Well, this one, it, I mean, it's bar- it, it is in the same way that it's barely Captain America. Oops. It's barely Batman. It's a weird Batman. I didn't mean that was a accidental bell there. Yeah, bonus bell. Bonus bell. <laughs> Damn, I can't find one. The original black and white. I just threw a link to it. Uh, oh, what, what's the date? Uh, I don't know. It just says nineteen. You're right. Wow. Oh, actual contender. Hmm. Well, you know what? I'm I'm still going to give it to Marvel. Well, I myself. think you should because I'm pretty sure 1943. that's 1943. Yeah, cuz you know what? The war just ended and and it's freaking Captain freaking America, right? Kicking at Nazi ass. So, I I'm I, my personal opinion, I'll, I'll give it to Marvel then. <laughs> it's it's Nazi but ass. I, I highly <laughs> recommend watching yeah. this Batman series cuz man is terrible. And this guy is so overweight. That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> Well, driving a car. We'll have to put uh, like links in the show notes to some of these uh, classics, we'll call them. <laughs> I'm sure some yeah, of them I'll are public domain, one. too. Uh, what do you say, uh, Jimmy? Batman or uh, or Captain America? 1940s. Jimmy's asleep. We'll ask no, Phil. I just... I just <laughs> I'm waiting until we get to, like, 1985. All right. You're waiting for Linda like I am. I am just I'm just happy with all of the the civil banter. <laughs> uh, Craig, uh, Batman or Captain America? I'm going Captain America. Team Captain America. Philip, Batman or Captain America? Well, you know, 
I wasn't there for either of them, but I do know that America won the war, so you couldn't have done it without those Captain America film strips. So definitely Captain America. Uh, Joe. Yeah, I'll go with Cap, too. I'm always sick of Batman. He never stops whining about his parents. Oh, they got shot. Oh, oh. my parents died. Oh. <laughs> Cap's like, come on, get the war one. Thank you. So we're going to give it to Marvel. Whoa, 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 I changed my mind. I am in for Batman. You're in for Batman? <laughs> I think Cap- Captain America still wins oh. for the 40s. So Mar- that one goes to, to Marvel. <laughs> Which was probably called Timely at the time. It probably wasn't even called Marvel yet. So. That, yes, it wasn't uh, Marvel yeah. Comics yet. Absolutely. And from that, we move on to the 1950s. So wait a second. Question on the oh, format and the rules here. Yeah. If we're going with older names, does that mean we can pull in all the Disney movies now that they own Marvel? No, no, no. Just the Marvel <laughs> properties. Because <laughs> nice the Rocketeer. Disney, Only the Disney live would action. own this. Rocketeer beats everything. I mean, that's not even a competition. <laughs> we shouldn't even start down that path because I'll fight anybody who says otherwise. <laughs> 1950s. Well, best, we'll start best off, girlfriend, Joe. Best everything. We'll start hey, off with... I, uh, hey, Joe, I listened to that show, and I'm telling you, the Rocketeer is the movie that needs to be remade. Man, you ain't lying. Uh, and yes. I love the original, but boy, does that need to be remade because it's just so, oh, one of the best comics. And, and they could they could make it so cool. It's not like there's anything in it that's totally uh, like uh, you're trying to do a Rama movie, Arthur C. Clarke. Nope. It's just nope. like they could they could make it so realistic, so easily, and so crazy. I mean, even uh, like putting some film on one of these guys with them bat suits that uh, jumps out of the airplanes, it would be yep. wicked. Yep. All right. I, Sorry, I can do <laughs> Uh Hang on. I don't even know where it's, I am now. We're it's good to talk to you again, Joe. We're entering the 50s. <laughs> We're entering the 50s. We'll start in 1951's Superman and the Mole Men. And uh, cheesy, yes, my friend. Yes, it is. We'll play a little clip from that. This is the cheesy 50s intro. The planet Krypton, home of a race of Superman, exploded in space. The sole survivor was an infant boy who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Today, that boy, grown to manhood, is known as Superman. To better aid him in his never-ending fight against the forces of evil, he masquerades as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. I remember the, the old series that was spawned from this. Uh, I've, well, I don't remember it. I wasn't alive, but uh, I did watch them afterwards. And I remember that it was brought to you by the United States State Department or the U.S. Postal Service. Like The government wow. was definitely had the their name hands. everybody trusts. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I watched, that, was, this, that show was my introduction to Superman uh, when I was a kid. And uh, the only thing I remember was that he would hurl himself out of windows. It just like, <laughs> yeah. like he was clearly just jumping onto crash mats. He was but jumping was onto mattresses. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It was sponsored. Uh, the TV show that spawned from that movie was sponsored by uh, Kellogg's. And the U.S. State Department. Uh, the first two seasons were filmed in black and white. Uh, but even when they switched to color, they still broadcast in black and white. And that's the same thing that happened with Doctor Who. Uh, even though that you know everyone was buying color TVs, a lot of these uh, uh, you know, production houses didn't have color cameras and, and all the crap that goes along with it. So uh, it stayed in black and white for quite a while. And uh, its opening theme is known as the Superman's March. Holly Woodland was released in 2006, if you remember that, and uh, it, it was about uh, George Reeves and starred a certain 
actor. <laughs> wow. Who is, na- who is now Batman? <laughs> so uh, he is the first actor to have played Superman and Batman. I have a certain actor. <laughs> <laughs> Affleck, Batfleck, as they say. But I love, I love this Superman. I think this is. Uh, I mean, it, it's terrible, but Superman <laughs> is Superman. I mean, it's he's it's, one of those weird characters. You can't escape him. He's defined so many things. So this well, is really kind look- of. I was going to say, looking forward to the uh, the Batman series, the campiness of the of the Batman series we're going to look at here shortly. This 1950s Superman, this one's campy, but in such a lovable way, not a cheesy way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like you said, yeah. talking about the jumping out of windows and the some of the stuff. It's very campy, but in a much more lovable way. Well, I, I think I think at the time it was more that they were portraying an ideal. America, it, not necessarily that the world was like that, you know, uh, they were portraying uh, uh, a much nicer world than actually existed in the 60s. I don't think everything was love and roses in the 60s. That, but... whole, that whole opening with the, uh, the planet of super powered yeah. men, it's so, it's so Cold War, you know, like, yeah. 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 only one survived and he's an American brought to you by who <laughs> and Kellogg's and the state yeah, department and, yeah. and the NSA. They're great. <laughs> and also the other thing is, yeah, it's cheesy now, but without special effects, no CG, no wire work. Like you said, I mean, that's got, that had to be awesome to see him yeah. throw himself out a window and be like, okay, now he's flying. I mean, I, I, I don't want to spoil you know, too much of Holly, Hollywoodland Joe, but at one point there was a child uh, thinking that George Reeves was actually Superman uh, brought his dad's gun to a, a sort of event <gasps> Where he was there, and and the child uh, pointed the gun at George Reeves, and uh, I'm spoiling a bit of Hollywoodland here, but uh, this is actually happened. Pointed the gun at George Reeves because he just wanted to see the bullets bounce off George Reeves, and this was a loaded gun. Uh, George Reeves was smart enough at the time, and and just you know had his head on his shoulders, and told the kid that if he shoots him, the bullet will bounce off him, but it might hit himself or his father or someone in the crowd. So the kid did put the gun down. So, uh, interesting. Uh, oh, that was a accidental hey Craig Damlow. Yeah. Oops. Oh, I, I was going to say, uh, I, I can see a kid showing up today and trying to shoot Ben Affleck for making that original uh, Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> so that's no, a, no that's one would a, stop him. That's DC for the 50s and uh, Marvel for the 50s, unless you guys have something I couldn't find. is. Uh, and I think we don't even have to take a vote because uh, Marvel didn't make anything in the 50s film and television live action wise. So we'll give that one to Marvel. Oh, my God. Marvel's cleaning up, folks. It's cleaning up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. I, I wanna, you mean DC? I want to vote yeah, for this. DC, yes. Sorry, DC. That's what I meant. <laughs> yes. No, I no. Vote for right. I want to vote for the other <laughs> I mean, DC. It is tied. It is tied. <laughs> there is no other. <laughs> what we are voting had... for? I'm yeah, terrible at math. Obstinance. We've only had two two decades, and I've already screwing up the math. It's one to one. But you know what? DC, I think, is going to get a little, little uh, turbo boost right about now in the 1960s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Cheesy, campy, Book Adam guys. West. Bug guys. <laughs> Hey. I hear it. They stole it. <laughs> yeah, I think they stole the theme from us. <laughs> uh, Retroactive theft. 1966, the Batman movie. Uh, I believe that was the one with the uh, 
back bat anti shark repellent or shark repellent. <laughs> yes, anti shark repellent. That's right. N- nothing better than that scene with Adam West running around with a fucking bomb. He has nowhere to put it. <laughs> you know, and it's one of those cartoon bombs. It's like a, a big a bowling ball with a fuse on it. <laughs> Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and then uh, the show took off for, like, two years after that, 66 and 68. I think it was more about politics that the show ended. And, uh, with a joker with a white painted mustache? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a lot of, like, like, again, there's only a couple channels on your TV, right? So it was very hard to keep a show on television. If you didn't have X amount of uh, viewers for two weeks in a row, you were canceled. I mean, this is the, the, the decade that canceled Star Trek after, like, right, two years. Same. You know? Same thing. <laughs> so I that think show I, is an institution. Oh, I totally. Mean, everyone knows that show, right? The song, everything about it. I mean, it's that, that, <laughs> that who's who's who here was that their first Batman? Because it was definitely mine. Totally, totally. Kapow, Pam. Yeah, yeah the, the, that clearly the best Batmobile. The best co- oh, bat yeah. copter, the best bat boat, the best bat submarine. I, hang on, hang on. Let's the, go the, back. The fact everything the bat copter was, was just a helicopter with a sticker on it. It's just great. <laughs> I'm not. I'll, I'll give you the Batmobile, but not the helicopter. It just had a sticker on it. It was a rental. <laughs> I'm gonna say this, and I'm sure I'll get shit for it. Uh-oh. And I mean it when I say it. But I actually vote against DC just because of Batman. Because I remember seeing this, and it actually stopped me from caring about Batman. I never read the comics because I saw this show when I was younger, and I was like, if it's this stupid, I don't want anything to do with Batman. So well, I stayed away on. from Batman. For hang a long on, time Joe. You, you can't vote Marvel show. yet. You can't move, vote Marvel yet. We haven't gone through the Marvels. Uh... Now, now, what about what about the campy '60s version of Radioactive Man TV series? That should pull this Batman up to higher than uh, Joe's dirt vote. Oh, do, do you remember the Joker? The the actor, what was his name? Um, Caesar uh, Romero. Romero. Yeah, Caesar yeah, Romero. Yeah. He, I mean, the show was so important to him that he didn't even want to shave his mustache off. Right, so, that's what I'm saying. It's you not, know. That's how bad it was for the people making it. Yeah. That is just the epitome of amazing to me. Just a painted over mustache. Yeah. Why not? No yeah. one cares. Yeah. Nobody, who's nobody who's cares. everyone's favorite Catwoman? Uh, I, I'll give oh, it to the 60s uh, series for sure. No, but which one? Uh, what's her name? There's more than one. There's Halle uh, Berry. Jimmy. Have you seen him in a leather outfit? Ain't no. <laughs> Julie Newmar. That's it. Easily. Yeah. That ain't yeah. even a question for me. I would do her if Not I had a ta- time machine. I, would do I don't know why they ever changed that cat suit. I don't know why, because that's still the best one you'll ever see on TV or film. Absolutely. All right, all right. Now that everybody's done spouting off, it's Michelle Pfeiffer. Sorry. Yeah, right, you know what? She's, yeah. she's up I gotta, When I was I 18 and pissed off at the world, yeah, but not when I'm you know older. All right, Joe, you're all alone. There you go. And and Joe, Joe, Joe's voting Marvel on this one, but I think uh, yep. Marvel's contributions to the 1960s. <laughs> You know what? I think they were just selling comic books at that point, and uh, they weren't quite ready to, you know, they were they were doing bad. They started, I mean, uh, financially, they weren't doing well towards the end of the 60s. Um, Marvel wasn't doing too good. So let's just move on to the 1970s, my friend. I don't know if you guys remember this one. <laughs> I got to keep my notes here, though. We got we got to give 60s to DC by default. No, I'm going to put in a vote for Marvel, though. All right. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you. All right. Yes. <laughs> And it counts, Marv Levy. <laughs> <laughs> Only lost by one. That's not bad. 
and we have Shazam, my friend. I remember this show. Um, looking back as an adult, it's kind of creepy. It looks like this old dude going around with his young kid in a camper van. <laughs> I'm just saying, if what you're playing in the background is something you think everybody can hear, I can't hear it. Yeah, I know. That was YouTube. It's a little bit low. Nothing I can do about that. I'll All right, let's again. start the show over. Let's start the show over. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was Shazam. Uh, definitely cheesy. Definitely. Shazam is inherently cheesy. There's no way around that. Yeah, my, I mean, Michael Gray Shazam. is really bad. You can't make anything better out of that concept. It's so goofy. They even had two guys play actual Shazam. Uh, Jackson Bostwick uh, was later replaced by John Davey. And it, it was just kind of creepy, this, this kid with his caretaker in a motorhome. And uh, yeah. yeah. But you can yeah. see why, why DC changed the name of the Shazam's. The, 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 the star of Shazam, the Shazam was the word that Billy Batson said to turn into Captain Marvel. And yep. later on, Marvel Comics had a problem with that because, uh, of course, this Shazam is a DC property. So they later changed Captain Marvel's name to actually Shazam. Well, not only that, but Marvel themselves have two Captain Marvels. So, yeah, they're not going to yeah. allow a third one <laughs> yeah. with another publisher. Yeah, I think uh, Marvel <laughs> brought out their Captain Marvels after Shazam just to sort of say, hey, wait a minute, we got a Captain Marvel. We're Marvel. Yeah, it was... It was kind of like a, a dick move too. They were like, "We can, we can just copy your character's name, and we're already called Marvel, so try to sue us for it." And in the long run, they won. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jamie, you've been waiting for this for a while. Still on DC, nineteen seventies. <laughs> she's coming. I swear, she's coming. Oh yeah, yeah, Linda Carter. I think uh, Linda Carter, if I, if I got the, the decade right and the year right, I think she's when I first discovered that, uh, that my penis had two settings. It had, you know, regular and large. <laughs> <laughs> I discovered my penis as a young lad watching Wonder Small Woman. and smaller. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> my mom is like, what are you doing in there? And I'm like, hey, mom, mom. Mom, leave me alone. She goes, do you have the TV in there? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. She goes, uh, well, why are you in the shower with the TV? <laughs> but did you guys know that? Minutes. Go away. Did you guys know that Kathy Lee Crosby was the first Wonder Woman? She starred in the movie be- just before this that spurred this uh, series on. And she was, of course, uh, blonde and kept her hair blonde. That's how much she cared about the role. <laughs> but... Um, uh, in the in the movie Wonder Woman before this show, Wonder Woman did not resemble a superhero character and didn't exhibit any superhuman powers. So super wow, that's a kind it's of a strange decision. It's she just hung out. Yeah, she was just a girl, just a lady. Yeah, yeah. And the stupid part about that is it doesn't even advertise the comic. So what's the point? I mean, <laughs> no. nobody's going to look at the comic there and say, "Oh no, that's got to be a different Wonder Woman. She looks yeah. completely different." It makes no yeah. sense yeah. at all. <laughs> We're still on DC, guys. in a department store. Still on DC, and uh, I think DC wins at this point before we even play Marvel. This was huge. I remember it was like, wow, you're going to go to the theater. I think I was like six, and I still remember being so excited. The guy flying. I remember watching, like, uh, how they made it videos on TV, you know, and and they were like, wow, it's a guy. They, They... they had him on a you know block, and they had a wind machine. Hmm. We're like, this is amazing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Superman and, and a score. That's this is it. still, by the way, the best for me representation of a character by an actor. Period. Like, uh, 
even yeah. with modern stuff. Yeah. There yeah. is nothing better than Christopher Reeve as Superman. Christopher that is the Reeve, fighting yeah. movie for me. I, I think the, the producers eventually ruined the series and the directors, but uh, Christopher Reeve plowed through it. Uh, he was great. He was great. Can't wait. Uh, you know. I, you know what? Even Superman 3, which most people crap on, uh, which still has one of the most terrifying parts of any movie. I've watched horror movies, whatever, which is when that robot, ro- woman gets turned into a robot. I talk about it all the time. That still terrifies me to watch. <laughs> and even amidst best, that movie. I don't even, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. You don't remember <laughs> the part at the end where the sister gets pulled into the giant machine and it turns her into that silver-eyed robot? I can't <laughs> no. watch that. Not at oh, all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The sister of the guy, the man from Uncle Guy, of Robert Vaughn. Robert Vaughn. The sister, who's this, you know, very, like, asshole sister character, he's got this super machine that, uh, what's his face, uh, the comedian, uh, Richard Pryor helps him turn on, and it goes yeah. sentient, starts sucking all the power out of the thing, and so she's walking away from it, and it grabs her and pulls her in, <laughs> and puts all these wires over her face, and then when she opens her eyes, she's got complete silver eyes. It's fucking horrifying. It is horrifying. <laughs> Yeah, watch it. Man. I don't it's remember like, that. I'm, I'm seeing the photos here now, but I have yeah, I it's remember that at all. It's scary. I watched that as a little kid, and I was pissing myself, and I, I still have the only, a problem watching it. You're the only person who didn't turn it off before that part. Oh, no, hey now. see, I love the part where he fights himself. I mean, that's it. Movie's got a lot of crap in it, but it's still Christopher Reeve doing yeah. a good Superman yeah. before it went to four. So we're still we're still in the he gets like. He gets like the stubble and and it goes yeah, around like yeah. blowing out people's birthday cakes or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is pretty great. So that's a uh, awesome. uh, 1970s DC Shazam, Wonder Woman, Superman, uh, Marvel. Now, uh, I'm going to count this one. And if you remember, this was uh, part of the show called Electric Company. It was a children's show, and once in a while on uh, Electric Company, they would have Spidey. Super stories, and I believe I have one here I can load up. Do you know who got their start on the electric company, Paul? Well, I'll tell you. Spider-Man, where are you coming from, Spider-Man? Nobody knows who you are. And it was, oh, hang on. Let's see who's in this one. See if you can recognize the voice. Okay, but I'll say the Spider-Man here is more terrifying than that Cyber Woman. (laughs) Okay, you're not going to be able to, I'm going to restart that. Hang on. Oh, Sorry. Let's see if you guys can recognize the voice. Spider-Man. Where are you coming from, Spider-Man? Of the narrator. Nobody knows who you are. Oh, I thought you were going to say singer. I was going to say Sammy, uh, Sammy Davis Jr., of course. No. Okay, true believers, here he is, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Today's episode, Spidey meets the spoiler. Anyone and got it yet? Our favorite web slinger hasn't also met Morgan Freeman. <laughs> ding ding. Ever alert. <laughs> so so it was it was kind of like a comic book, and they would have switched to live action shots, but it was really simple, uh, you know, uh, script. It was like Spider Man stops the spoiler by shooting his web spinner. Oh wow! I, I watched that earlier today, and I noticed that most of the time Spider Man is just sitting on the curb, right? Like, when they like start, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, his a, thing. like sad Keanu. Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty accurate depiction of the comic. So actually, I give it more credit for that. That, that was a young Morgan Freeman. Uh, I gotta say, doing a really poor job of narrating Spider Man. Well, when you, <laughs> let me tell you, when Look you, what he had to deal with. How excited could you get? <laughs> When you started when you said Electric Company, yeah, I thought Morgan Freeman. You started even before you played that. I was going to say, 
hey, do you know Morgan Freeman got his start on Electric Company? I mean, I was we had like three or four channels, and PBS was one of them. You get home from school, bam, Morgan Freeman's yeah, on Electric I, I, Company, yeah. Sesame Street. That's the thing for our younger listeners. Uh, we're now in the seventies, talking about seventies, and and Jimmy's right. You're still at the level where you have under ten channels. You know, no matter how wealthy you are, there's no internets, and you've got maybe seven channels if you got like the extra package. You know, on your cable, which I did. Hey now, yes. hey now. I'm an electric company. I love that show. <laughs> I'll give you one of them. Uh, speaking of extra packages, I, I think uh, Spider-Man's package was pretty visible in most of the 1970s series. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the lyrics say, Spider-Man, where are you coming from? And I think we all know the answer is his wrist, right? <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> so now we get Budweiser. Uh, Spider-Man, the 1970s. <laughs> he comes back in a live action. A couple seasons. And some disco, man. Some fucking disco. Here you go. <laughs> get that into you. Wonder Woman. And, and, and it was kind of cheesy. He's got the suit on. He's got these big giant metal things on his wrists that are his web shooters. And his eyes are actually lenses. So he looks kind of like Bugman. Like, I don't know. He just doesn't look right. Starring Nicholas Hammond. No, he, he just got these bug eyes that are just basically, you know, lenses. <laughs> you know, this is something like that. Uh, I think that uh, superhero movies like have caught up a lot with. Uh, special effects over the past couple of years, but I never really knew what Spider-Man's eyes were supposed to look like just in the comics. Right, yeah. This didn't, and this this creeped me out, but what were they supposed to be like, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Spider-Man, but most of the, the series was like, uh, the, the climax of an episode would be like, he climbs a building, you know, and, and you'd, you'd see like the tethers, uh, you know, they probably like hired a window washer to, you know, put the suit on. Some of them had pot bellies and stuff, so they could only film at buildings that were being having their windows washed. And they would just slip the guy fifty bucks to let the yeah. actor climb up there. N- not as cheesy as the Batman series in the sixties, where they just filmed them walking on a building and just turned the camera sideways to make it look like they were climbing up the bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we'll move on. There's another one from Marvel in the seventies: uh, The Incredible Hulk. That was huge, man. Bixby and Ferrigno. That was awesome. Now, of course, the Incredible Hulk wasn't, you know, 11 or 12 feet tall. It was just a really buff guy, uh, Lou Ferrigno. And you can yell at him all you want. Lou Ferrigno's deaf. And he did a great job. He's, <laughs> he's, uh, he's, uh, I think he's guest starred in pretty much every Hulk movie since then. He's like the Stan Lee of Hulk movies. Yeah. Yeah, but this was the same. Thing. Oh, he did. He did the voice of uh, the Hulk in one of them too. Yeah, they they combined and, yeah. uh, the actor and Ferrigno to make the Hulk voice. What's his name? The actor. Yeah, that's uh, nice. What's his name? So they they Ruffalo. kind of a nod uh, to. Uh, you know, Norton. what's his name? Mark Ruffalo. Norton. Oh, well, yeah. is Edward Norton? Then it was Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, Ruff- Ruffalo. I think it was Norton that they combined with Ferrigno for to make yeah, the Hulk. Yeah, I think that was. Yeah, but it, uh, the climax of every uh, you know episode there on the Hulk was always, of course, him hulking out. It was like a WWF episode, you know. The, mm-hmm. He turned into the Hulk and break a wall. Wow. <laughs> I thought the climax was always that. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. walking <laughs> along the road. <laughs> that was the yeah. undumont. I still got to say though, this was one of the uh, first uh, like superhero TV shows I watched a lot. So this one ranks high for me. I loved this uh, TV show as bad as it was. 
Oh yeah, I, I actually man. don't think it's that bad. Really, to rewatch it, it's it's got its cheesiness of the era, but it's really actually Bixby saves the whole thing. He's that good. Totally, totally. I, I I agree with you, Joe. But you, we can't get our kids to watch it. I don't know. No, there's stuff you can't overcome, but you know what? Kids don't appreciate shit. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's my, that's, that's my point. But uh, honestly, uh, I think it, you were talking about uh, one of the other decades and it being kind of campy but cool. That's how yeah. I think of this Hulk series. Yeah, Looking it, back now, it's, it it's was slow of, paced. You know, it was slow paced. It's, it's like you know, uh, most of the TV at the time. It's too slow paced for today's generation. They want you're right stuff jump to happen cuts. quickly. They, they want to see uh, Liam Neeson jump over a fence in fourteen different cuts in a yeah. second. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to recap for you guys. 1970s DC has Shazam. Wonder Woman, both a movie and a series. And, of course, Superman 1978 comes out. Uh, Marvel has the little segment on Electric Company. Spidey Super Stories has uh, 14 episodes of The Amazing Spider-Man, where he would climb buildings and wash windows. And has The Incredible Hulk, which actually went for 83 episodes and three reunion television films. Um, I'm going to give it... Just because of Linda Carter, I have to give it to DC. Uh, Jimmy, who gets it? <laughs> Let's see. Nobody gets it. Nobody gets it. I think Linda Carter. I think Linda Carter still gets it today. <laughs> hey, no. <laughs> I don't know. I think she's aged right along with me just fine. Okay, we're giving it to DC then. Joe, who gets it? DC or Marvel? I give it a split decision. I have to disagree. I think on TV, it's Incredible Hulk, and I think on film, it's Superman. Nice. Okay. We'll give you a split. Uh, I Craig... know I like Linda Carter, too. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> look at what Marvel was putting out quality-wise, and then look at, That's true. you know, at least Incredible Hulk tried to tell a serious superhero story yeah, did, and actually did. did a fairly decent job of yeah. it most of the time. Uh, Mr. Damlo. I'm going, I'm going Marvel uh, purely for the Hulk. All right, and uh, Phil. All right, I'm the tiebreaker. I, I, you, you guys almost swung me to the Hulk there, but I think it, you know, Superman is the, that's the first modern superhero movie. It's I got to go with that one. Yeah, we have a Christopher winner. Reed. It goes to DC. Yeah, you know what? I, I should have given it to just for Superman, but I'm still looking at Linda Carter here. If it's only one, it is Superman. <laughs> I mean, if we, but, you know, I, I like to look at both sides of it, but if we're talking about just one, yeah, Superman is it, because... We fucking blew it away, man. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come right back with the 1980s. Uh, mm, uh, all right. Uh, hey, this is Joe from the Ozone Nightmare, and you are listening to the Book Guys Podcast. How's it going, everybody? It's Max from the Blind Hour Podcast, and you can check us out on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. Don't forget to send us a message, blindhourpodcast at bhmold.com. And on Twitter, TBH Pod Official. All right, and you are listening to the Book Guys Show. And we're back in the 1980s, baby. I'm going to play this trailer, guys, because just some of our younger listeners have never heard what a trailer sounds like in the 1980s. (laughs) And it's cheesy. Superman 2, the adventure continues. 
with the three villains from Krypton. Each one with the same powers as Superman. It's three on one. Each one dedicated to violence against mankind. Think of it. Three super villains. Or four if you count him twice. The adventure continues in Paris with Lois Lane. And that's, you know, that's kind of the trailer you had back then. It was always very descriptive, and it was just a guy narrating, and, you know, that's the style it was. <laughs> I does, remember. He say, does he say, the adventure continues in Paris? <laughs> yes, all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I remember uh, Jaws, the guy who played Jaws in the Bond film, was uh, one of the, uh, the three. Non, that yeah. was his name. <laughs> yeah, that guy's amazing. And, and and you know what? It wasn't that bad, and, and it was you know three on one. It gave it a little bit more stakes because you know uh, Superman being as powerful or overpowered as he was, this this kind of made sense to. Well, he'll fight three people just like him. You know now he was finally at, for the first time at a real you know disadvantage, and it was an entertaining film. We we talked already, I believe, about uh, yeah we did Superman three Richard uh, Richard Pryor. <laughs> it was. Pryor. Kind of I think did did uh did this movie? I think Superman two had a lot of uh, uh, production problems. Didn't like Richard Donner get taken off halfway yeah, through or Donner, something? Like it was originally going to be a back to back thing, and that's how he filmed it. But then they removed him because they didn't like where he was going with it. He wanted to do it a little more serious. You can actually get the Donner cut on disc. You can get it. Was um, was this the yes, one where uh, it was filmed at the same time? Was this the one that also took place in Niagara Falls? With Lois? Yes. Uh, yes, yeah. it had the okay. super kiss. There was a lot of problems. That was the but. one. I believe the super kiss was, uh, they, they had script with a, a, a more plausible reason for why uh, Lois no longer remembers that Clark is Superman, but they didn't have the, the finances to film those scenes. So they just, well, give him super kiss power. Yeah, that's the problem <laughs> with Superman when they just give him powers that he never had before. I, I, I didn't, you know, this this movie's really good until the last act as far as. <laughs> well, I think this is also, was concerned. it the first one or this one that also had the, uh, him putting the dam back together using telekinesis? Where all they did was film the destruction of the dam in reverse? No, no, no. He, that's the first movie. He goes <laughs> yes. around the planet so quick that time reverses. And that was a, a, a lack of money as well, right? It's not more implausible than what they did with him in the comics. So let's be fair. Right. In some ways, true. that was a very <laughs> accurate fiction of what Superman could do, depending on what you read it. That is true. But they yeah, way overpowered him. Even, even as nice a kid, theory. though, this is a plot hole that even as a kid at, at the time, I'm thinking, well, if he can just reverse time like that, why doesn't he do it all the time? Something bad happens. Yeah. You know, I thought he was a little. No, deep. because only Lois's death can enrage him enough to do it. All right, just the go. one time. There you go. See, you should write. Only sci-fi. Captain America's allowed to kill Hitler. That's right. Right. <laughs> I think he's done it a few times in the comic. So Hitler's dead. <laughs> he's been killed a few times. <laughs> so you claim he'll be back as a robot. Uh, we also get an attempt at another movie by DC called Swamp Thing. Uh, by Wes Craven. I think Wes Craven uh, made a lot of mistakes in Swamp Thing and uh, would later go on to make Nightmare on Elm Street, which was actually but pretty made good. Made some good decisions, too, <laughs> let's be fair. That's true, true. Good casting all around. Yeah. Who was in Swamp Thing? Who, what's the... Uh, Adrian Barbeau. Okay. Yes. And then uh, the lead... What the hell was the lead's name? Uh, I, can, I can't remember this guy's name, but you'd know him. It doesn't matter. Adrian Barbeau was well, naked... It, 
on it does. Showtime it in the early 80s. <laughs> Ray Wise, the bad guy from Twin Peaks. That's oh, who it was. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's, I always forget that he was Swamp Thing because he just does not seem to be ever a choice for it. But I like that guy, so I don't really care. Do you remember the guy who uh, played Darth Vader, the guy that was actually underneath the mask? Yeah, yes. David yeah. Prowse. He was in it, right? Yeah, David Prowse is his name. Yeah, but it's the same guy. Nobody knows who it is. Yeah, Adrian Barbo was naked. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're telling me James Earl Jones wasn't in the mask in Star no, Wars? No, no, Craig. Go back Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Go back to sleep, Craig. <laughs> okay, was okay. was David Prowse naked in the costume, though? I would <laughs> Well, every, everybody's <laughs> naked under their underwear. Yeah. He's like a, he a, looks just like a, a judge. You know, they're all naked. He's got the 1970s Spider-Man effect going on. It wasn't Vader's strength lifting that guy up by the throat. It was something else. It <laughs> was all done with, like, extreme camera angles. You didn't really see what was happening, did you? No. 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 And, and you know what? Not too many people saw what was happening on Swamp Thing either. It was not... Uh, that huge of a box office success. You but are missing the It's points. not that bad a movie. Yeah, you <laughs> no, are missing the points, but it's not. Yeah. Did they but, make a sequel though? They did. They did. They did. I don't think a TV was, series. I think, I'm pretty sure all the original people were gone from the sequel. They, they, they made a movie uh, starring uh, Heather Locklear in 1989. The Return of Swamp Thing. <laughs> the Return of Swamp Thing. Yes, indeed. They, the only guy who came back for Swamp <laughs> Thing too was the DC. bad guy, Arcane. Same guy. Everybody else bailed. Damn you, Joe, There's, for knowing everything. Uh, there was I, a Swamp I, Thing. A uh, there was a Swamp Thing cartoon, and the opening credits. The it was just a wild thing with the words changed to Swamp Thing, and I uh, highly recommend you check it out. It's fantastic. Yes, that's it's, great. Swamp yeah, Thing. Not, not make my heart sing. <laughs> now, guys, you fight everything nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Based on the success of the the Superman ones and, you know, their Swamp Thing, they, they tried to make a Supergirl movie, 1984. Uh, this was, I think, uh, not Supergirl as you see her on, you know, on TV now. It, it was a completely changed story. Uh, they totally revamped her story and uh, it was cheesy. It, it didn't do very well at the box office either. Uh, and, and speaking of not doing well at the box office, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Oh, now that's just a piece of shit. <laughs> that is just terrible, no matter how you look at it. Was, was this the one with that. Radioactive Man? Yes. <laughs> yes. Nuclear Actually, man. the idea of what Luther's doing is not necessarily so bad. It's just everything else about it. Right, but, but as well, a Superman fan, you're thinking, well, they, they created a superhero who's powered by the sun. I'm thinking, but that's your main guy, Superman. That's his thing. Why would you make the, the other guy the exact same... Uh, I don't know. Well, what I'll tell you what I think they were doing, and I don't know anything about the making of it because why bother? But uh, my my guess would be that somebody had read a comic where Bizarro was in it, and said, "Can we do this so he's not just stupid?" And then <laughs> instead of being the reverse, they made him sort of they sort of Bizarroed him into that character. So I get the DNA of that villain. It was just a terrible film, and yeah. you know, outside of Reeve. Nobody even cared at that point. I, I think it was also like, it's kind of like Batman uh, v Superman, where it was just the script didn't flow. It was just stuff happened and was semi-connected. I know Superman was trying to get rid of nuclear weapons, and then you'd see Radioactive Man. It just didn't really flow like the one it was, two uh, That one was produced by Canon, who were like notorious ah, yes. bomb go. makers. <laughs> 
There's actually a documentary about them, I think, that you can see on Netflix. That's quite uh, it's amazing. Like, Phil, you, you just said bomb makers on Skype. <laughs> You're on a list now. Oh, oh that's yeah, great. <laughs> that movie absolutely killed Mark Pillow's chance at a career. No. <laughs> sort of like uh, Superman that... Returns did to uh... the, the guy that played <laughs> Nuclear Man, Mark Pillow. Mark oh, Pillow. Man. That is that's a total gay porn name. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, I don't care what else DC made in the in the 1980s because th- this one for me <laughs> it gives me their vote. I'm definitely voting for them just because of Batman 1999, baby. That was a that was a phenomenon. Let's broaden yeah. our minds. Let's broaden our minds. Not only did you have a soundtrack by Prince, which was in, you know in the 80s was cool, and when he was alive, yeah, you had Jack <laughs> Nicholson as the Joker. And it was a little bit darker than what we were used to seeing. It still has a little bit of that 60s vibe, doesn't it? Like the color. Yeah, appearance is a 60s totally ripped right out of that. Yeah. That's about all. You know, but it it did go a little darker. You know, the Joker was actually killing people and, you know, bad things were happening. But this was, I remember at the time, guys, this was like, uh, they were on like coffee cups, Batman, McDonald's. Like your burger came in a Batman box and they had Batman toys. There was a Batman Batmobile in, in, in the stores and like Pepsi had Batman on it. Coca-Cola had Batman on it. It was crazy everywhere. It it gave Tim Burton license to be a freak for the rest of his life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah. That's, one, yeah. that's one strike against it, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, and I mean Prince sold a lot of those albums too. I just remember Batman being everywhere. Like the we're talking like a month before the movie, it was so hyped that you know that finally you went. Like I went to the Canadian National Exhibition just to see the Batmobile. You know they were touring the Batmobile for like a month before the show. The, the movie came out. It was just a phenomenon and did very well. That's a, a good Batmobile. That that might be my definitive Batmobile. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. And no, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's not even a discussion. That is still the definitive Batmobile. The best one. No. 60s yeah. Batman TV series Batmobile nope. is the best. No way, man. Nope. That that Burton Batmobile is exactly what Batman should be driving, not that goofy no. 60s car. <laughs> I, I can prove you wrong because the goofy no, 60s you can't. car is in The Simpsons. <laughs> the Tim Burton Batmobile is not in The Simpsons. Yeah, that's true. That doesn't mean anything to me. The Tim Burton the one had, had a had a jet engine set in the middle of the front. Yeah, yeah, looked kind of neat. It wasn't functional, yeah, the, but the Simpsons are still on the air. Don't give up hope. Yeah, that's right. You maybe, never know. Maybe you'll be right one day, Craig. <laughs> the Batman Forever uh, Batmobile was on the Drew Carey show. What is what does that mean? I don't know. Nothing. Nah. Drew Carey nothing. lost a lot of weight. Absolutely nothing. Cleveland rocks. <laughs> Cleveland rocks. <laughs> Yeah, hey, we also had a TV show, guys, in uh, the eighties, uh, Superboy: The Adventures of Superboy, and I don't think it lasted uh, too long either. Minutes. Yeah, it, it didn't last long, and it was canceled. It was cheesy. <laughs> it, it was definitely no uh, Smallville. That's to put it sure. mildly. And oh no, no, I might change my vote just because, guys. Let's go into Marvel. Did one thing in the eighties that I know of. You guys might have more, but uh, I do know. And this is one of the sound effects, very obscure sound effects we use in our show, and half the people that here don't know what it means or what it is. But it is Japanese Spider-Man. We usually play that when someone says something cool, but it is Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, Marvel, this is 1978. 
Marvel, uh, well, it's copyright 1978. I was just reading the screen for some reason. But uh, this is the 80s. And, um, and Spider-Man, uh, Marvel's in trouble financially. So wherever they can get a buck, right? So uh, producers in Japan want to use the Spider-Man image. So, of course, Marvel sells the rights. So they turn him into a 30-something-year-old motorcycle rider who receives a giant robot and a spider suit from aliens. And that's basically the, the origin story there. So when Spider-Man's in real trouble, he calls his giant robot using his wrist communicator. And the robot's name is Leopardon. And of course, he's a giant spider, right? No, fuck you. It's Japan. He's a giant leopard. <laughs> so Spider-Man, instead of having a giant seal spider robot, he's got a leopard robot. But who knows? Maybe the production company just had this robot already made up for a Godzilla movie or something. And just decided to throw it in the show. It was well, cheesy. You're making it harder and harder for me to pick DC. <laughs> Man, was it cheesy. That was some fromage. But uh, if you go to marvel.com and search, I believe they still have every episode of that uh, Japanese Spider-Man up on the site that you can check out. It's, uh, <laughs> you know what? Uh, if you're in a legal state, as they say, Craig, <laughs> take an edible and watch one of those <laughs> Japanese Spider-Man. I think that'll put you into one of those states yeah. if you watch it for long enough. Well, probably, probably. Uh, let's do the recap. I'm going to do the recap for you guys just to help you out here. 80s DC, Superman 2, Superman 3, Swamp Thing, Supergirl movie, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, The Return of Swamp Thing, of course, with Heather Locklear, who received a Razzie Award, of course, for that, and the cultural phenomenon that was Batman in 1989 with uh, Keaton, Tim Burton, Prince... Uh, Superboy had a TV show. And over on the Marvel side, all they had was Japanese Spider-Man because it paid the bills. I'm voting DC. <laughs> uh, Joe, who you got? Oh, it's DC by a mile. I mean, uh, Superman 2, that Zod is still the best one as yeah. Man of Steel. Routinely yeah. reminds me when I decide to wipe my ass with it. Uh, I mean, Terrence Stamp is awesome. All the faults in that film cannot stop it being still a great film. Yeah. Batman is... That is still the best Batman for me, casting-wise, vehicle-wise, like single-movie-wise, even over the Bale ones. And I know people love the Bale movies, but no, I'm sorry. Keaton was awesome. And Keaton and couldn't even move his neck. Awesome. He couldn't even move his neck in the costume. And, and he still kicked the shit out of yeah. everybody who came near him. He sure so did. So it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Damlo. Got to go with uh, Marvel on this one. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the greatest Spider-Man ever. And... Uh, Superman 4 uh, sinks DC for that entire decade. And for our listeners, this is the, uh, uh, the Spider-Man that's in Ready Player One by Ernest Cline. Uh, it's, uh, the Leopardon uh, robot is also in the book Ready Player One and hopefully will be in the movie as well if Marvel will, you know, give the, if they can work out the rights there. Spielberg. Let me also mention, by the way, if you do want, you want to read a great comic series as far as Spider-Man is concerned, there's a recent one called Spider-Verse, which actually incorporates every version of Spider-Man, including the TV cartoons, everything into one comic event. They treat them all as canon, including Spider-Ham, who is still the best version of Spider-Man ever made. (laughs) Wow. That's Peter awesome. Porker, Spider Ham is a real fucking character. Kids, look it up. Yeah, I think it now, was. What about I have Spider the comic Pit from the Simpsons. Is that in that Spider Verse? Yeah. I think it's well, in one of the, the what if. Spider Ham is covers that. Spider Ham was in a what if that I have somewhere in my stack here. <laughs> Hilarious. The Hostess Cake one shows up. 
Tobey <laughs> Maguire as Tobey Maguire. It's all there. And they treat it seriously. It's a great awesome. comic run. Awesome. Jimmy. Hey, I'm going to say the Tim Burton Batman movie has a special place in my heart. And even though that's the case and it always will be, I still have to go with Adrian Barbo for the 80s. Okay. All right. That's still DC. He's still he's still yep. going DC. He's still, so still going DC. Uh, Phil, let's round it out with well, Phil. Well, since my vote doesn't matter, I'm voting for <laughs> Japanese Spider-Man. All right. Yes. So that does nearly win against everything else, I have to admit. That's so, close. It is so good. It's just so, just so that it's it's that close of a vote between <laughs> Japanese Spider-Man and Burton Batman. Nice. And it's still... Keep it in check. We got a winner, and it's DC by one vote. <laughs> we'll move on to the 90s, my friend. Uh, there was a, a Swamp Thing, the series. That's the series we were talking about that spun off from those movies. Uh, 1990 to 1993. Did any of you guys watch that? I saw no. episodes of it, and I'm sorry. I yeah, it, I'd catch it late night on UHF. It was not good. I, I don't remember it at all, to be honest. I'm, I'm even it's looking at the intro. better than yeah, it's uh, it just it just whenever it came on TV, I would see the swamp and think it was a horror movie, and just I'd change the channel. To be honest, you know, and I'll say this: I think Swamp Thing actually would work, especially if they do some of the stuff that Alan Moore did with him, would work very well today as a serious uh, TV series, a very dark kind of occult series. Swamp Thing is actually a very versatile character when used properly. I think he could actually do very well if they did it seriously. Yeah, and did it as kind of a horror anthology. I think Swamp Thing would make a magnificent TV show now. Yeah, maybe we'll see him in the, the DC Universe at some point on, uh, on the screen. But that 90s one was not it. Maybe he'll join the Justice League or something. <laughs> we get the second Keaton Batman movie. Batman Returns, still on DC here. 1992, um, <laughs> which introduces a greasy penguin played by Danny DeVito. <laughs> and, man, I don't know. I love Danny DeVito. I love the character of the Penguin. I just didn't like the two together <laughs> for some reason. It became a whole other thing, which yeah. is amazing and special. But yeah, it might, <laughs> might not necessarily be the definitive Penguin. It was more like a character that Frank on uh, uh, Philadelphia. What's it called? <laughs> it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's sunny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. an outfit Frank would show up wearing, drunk and on meth. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, Danny DeVito. I might give it to DC just for Danny DeVito. What the hell? <laughs> Even though, really... well, he did drive that little model of the Batmobile. I mean, that that's got to count for uh, something, right? That's true. That's, that's true. true. Oh, we got we he, got he ruined Danny the DeVito Batman. in the uh, Batman uh, Returns. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, no, you got yeah. the right one. Yeah, you're with us. You're with us. Yeah, yeah you caught us. And and since they no, made so much money. Behind. They made so much money on those two Batman movies. Um, they they turned the color knob up and uh, got Val Kilmer to step in. And three years later, we had Batman Forever. Uh, Schumacher was the Michael Bay of his day. Yeah, I like Kilmer, but I think he's better as the voice of Kit on Knight Rider. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Uh, anyone like that Kilmer movie? I thought it was the no. the moment Batman where, Forever. Yeah, I went downhill. You know what? Honestly, I, I actually do like what Jim Carrey was trying to do, but that's the only good thing in there. And, yeah. and the rest of it's just terrible. But his version of the Riddler is perfectly fine for me. I, mm -hmm. I think that zany version 
that's your 60s version coming back. But everything else, especially Two-Face, who's my absolute favorite Batman character, yeah. Two-Face is just defecated on in that film. Yeah. And oh, so I'm going totally to watch it again. Totally wasted. Yeah. Totally wasted. Better and, than the Clooney version. Oh, God. Since we're going rolling down the hill oh, yeah. on Batman, downhill, let's go right to the bottom here. Batman and Robin in 1997. Bat nipples. Oh, even George Clooney, every chance he gets on every talk show when when they bring up Batman and Robin, he apologizes to Batman fans for that piece of shit. <laughs> and can I can I say I actually think Clooney as Bruce Wayne was fine, actually a good choice. But again, in that he film, is no. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I think it's like no matter what you put in a shit sandwich, it's still a shit sandwich. So like right. you but can he buy was a good casting decision. Yeah. It was just you, you can put George Clooney everyone. in there or you can put a nice a $30 piece of Gorgonzola cheese and the finest, you know, pastrami. As long as there's shit in that bread, it's still a shit sandwich. And I don't yeah, think that's true. Clooney could have done anything to save that fucking shit no. storm. No. <sighs> well, to round out the rest of DC in the 90s, we got uh, the first Flash TV series. I remember this. Um, excellent excellent series. excellent show i liked it uh special effects were a little bit lacking but it's 1991 let's give them a break uh they lasted for one season uh they said that uh, the suit cost one hundred thousand dollars for the latex suit that he wore they had to have his entire body cast and uh it was quite a process getting that suit made and it looked pretty good for the 90s yeah it looked good today yeah, I mean that. That's yeah. what I. The Flash. That's the Flash for me. I like yeah. the new one, TV wise, but you ain't beating that. But you know, I think that series. You know, Joe, still you're right, and we, we keep well. talking about like special effects and stuff, and you know, 3D and computer animation. But we don't realize that from the 60s till now, there's always been you know technological improvements in fabric and clothing, and that's right. why you know uh, Brandon Routh uh, looked a lot less cheesier in his uh, Superman costume than George Reeves did. Like George Reeves was just wearing. You know, an off the you know, off the shelf shirt. You know, with some stuff glued onto it. Where like the fabric in Brandon Routh's uh, costume probably cost a quarter of a million dollars to make. Just saying. I also really like the explanation on the show for that suit that it was actually a speed, like it was made for to to stop the effects of hyperspeed on a, a human being. The right. show made a lot of sense out of that costume. Absolutely. Where the, you know, and it didn't pop out of a ring on his finger, which I know everybody loves that from the comics, but it's yeah. fundamentally stupid. <laughs> and something you couldn't do until, you know, three, oh. they, they haven't even done it yet on the new uh, Flash. I yet. hope they don't. It's nonsense. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's nonsense. We still don't have tape-resistant boxer shorts. Hey, no. That's right. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, they were making money on Batman, and they decided to kick up some Superman stuff, too, in the 90s uh, with the TV series. Uh, Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman, where they turned into more of a, uh, more about Clark Kent and Lois Lane's uh, life. We had Dean Cain, who, uh, is now in the, uh, still in the DC universe doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, He's in Supergirl. Uh, Terry Hatcher, who I don't know where she is. She under a bridge somewhere. What's she doing? I don't know. She was a desperate housewife for a while. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. That's where she was. She was. Uh, they're real and they're spectacular. Spectacular. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that series, uh, I remember watching a few episodes of that. That was pretty decent. It was. I was uh, so excited for that show. And then just the wind was let out of my sails so quickly after a couple of weeks of really trying to, to get into that. Because you kept waiting for Superman. It was <laughs> such a. You know what? Rom- yeah, there was no Superman. Yeah. There's a, there's a, well, let me tell you something. 
you know what will perk that series back up for you? Nine seasons of Smallville, the longest cock team yeah. series yeah. of Superman in history. Yeah. And he never did anything. I, I kept hoping... I got more like, Hawkman a super and villain would kick him out of that series and I got Superman. Yeah, I was hoping a supervillain would kick him up into the air so he'd have to fly. Oh, <laughs> terrible. A rounding out DC, there's series. one more. It's uh, Steel in 1997. Um, oh, yes. DC when, wins just on that. Yeah, Hollywood thought they could make a Shaquille O'Neal uh, movie star. Uh, no, didn't work out. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> It was so Poor bad. Shaq. DC didn't make another movie for seven years. <laughs> oh yeah, poor Shaq is largely right because actually Steel wouldn't be a bad version of not really Superman technically, but it's not a bad story that you could make into a movie. It's actually kind of an interesting origin story. I kind of like Steel's background when he started. Now he's silly, but I, I gotta ask that th- could have been a good movie in the right hand. Does anyone have any yeah. Marvel for 1990s? I don't have anything. Uh, yes. Blade. The movie that made Marvel. Oh yes, Blade. Absolutely, yeah, Blade good one. one. And oh, and Generation X, the pilot TV show. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. It that. was like the low budget X Men. Very low budget. <laughs> it's low budget anything. <laughs> See, no, yeah, that's I what made. I think of. Uh, Jim Carrey is doing in in Batman Forever exactly what Matt Frewer was doing in Generation X. Yeah. And it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's terrible. You know what? Now that I'm thinking Blade. Blade. Batman Forever Blade. Hmm. I'm, I might... Uh, I need time, guys. Craig, what do you say? Blade versus all that. Let's recap. DC Swamp Thing series. Batman Returns. Batman Forever. Uh, one season of The Flash. Four seasons of Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Steel and Batman and Robin with the bat nipples and Clooney. He said it sucked. Um, versus Marvel's Blade and uh, hmm, Craig, you go first. Who you got? I, I'm going DC on this one. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of Blade. I, I, I don't. I know a lot of people like it, but uh, the first one I didn't think was very good. And uh, Wesley Snipes still owes me money. Bastard, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy's rushing for his mute button. Oh my! It's like it's like you are living my life in real time. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Blade. All right, that's a Marvel. That's a Marvel, uh, Philip. I'm gonna go with Marvel, and like Blade was fine, but I think this was a big turning point for superhero movies, and I just think that uh, DC should be held accountable for the. Uh, they've had a couple of wins, but there was a lot of steaming piles of turd all over the place so uh, i'm giving it to marvel at this point all right joe uh it's, it's got I, I would almost say because i i think blade whether it's a good movie or not really turned marvel's fortunes around i think that laid the groundwork for everything that came after but the flash is such an exceptionally great series and i still love watching it now and i don't think it's really degraded the only shame of it is it, it didn't end with an ending but other than that i think that gives me dc the flash was just a fantastic series i'm going to go blade because that Oh, because that is, it was a little bit more serious of a movie. And I think it was a precursor to seeing things on screen like uh, The Dark Knight. Because it, it took a little bit more, you know, it, it, I, I think it was PG-13 or it might even have been restricted. I, I can't remember. But I, I'm going to go Blade because that, that's what started turning things around for Marvel, I think. Oh, no, wait I a second. Can I change... 
Oh, Craig, the last minute change. Yes. Okay. I was going to say, I, I want to change my vote to image. Uh, purely for the Spawn, the live-action Spawn TV series. <laughs> okay, one vote for Image. No, that wasn't. That was a movie. That wasn't. A, that wasn't a TV series. That was a cartoon. Can't do cartoons. No, Spawn was a movie. It was a movie. Oh, you're right. Well. The movie was live-action. Yes. Yeah. Still, yes, I'm the movie for that. Which is terrible. Right. <laughs> I just want to uh, remind you guys. I forgot about this. There was a live-action Captain America and Punisher in the '90s. The Punisher was Dolph Lundgren. Oh, that's that's it. Then. That's it. It's going Marvel. Punisher who couldn't even use the skull. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're giving it to Marvel. That's my count here. I think it's like four votes for Marvel, one for Image, who is not participating today. But whatever. We'll give him point. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? All right. <laughs> we'll move on to the 2000s. We're almost at the finish line here. Uh, we'll start arts. off. You have to say the arts. That's what the kids say, the arts. Oh, we're, start, yeah. we're starting with the arts. <laughs> oh, let's do that. The arts then. And nine seasons of Superman teasing. <laughs> Ten seasons, sorry. Of Superman teasing uh, Smallville. It was, uh, I think, it, the failing in Smallville for me, I'm a big fan, and it wasn't like a must-watch every week, is that it, it was so dumbed down. I don't know if it's if, if I'm saying that right. It's dumb, not dumbed down, just simple storylines, and so formulaic, monster of the week, predictable, maybe, I would say, but fun, and just not, not as dark as I'd like my superhero stuff going on. Just seeing. You guys' opinions on Smallville? Garbage. Garbage. Never watched it. You know, the yeah. only thing about Smallville that was actually any good, and it and it doesn't matter anymore now because of the new shows, was it was the only time we really saw anybody outside of Superman as a core character. Because they actually had the Justice League. No, Society. I don't know what right, one of them. Right. Society was actually in Smallville in full costume, which was impressive. For the time, there was nothing else like that. Right. Now it doesn't matter because they're doing it all. But then that was the only thing about Smallville that was worth watching. Yeah, if, you know, if it wasn't Superman related, I wouldn't have watched it at all. It's I don't know. Oh, Batman doesn't get a series yet, but we do get Birds of Prey in two thousand two, uh, one season, and I said the same thing about Gotham that I did about this one. I was wrong with Gotham. But I was right with Birds of Prey because I watched a few episodes and it's a Batman show that does not have Batman in it. <laughs> I would argue Gotham is a Batman show that doesn't have Batman in it. Because I don't know who that character is supposed to be, but that's not Batman or but, most of his You know what? Go Gotham won me over. We'll talk about Gotham later in the next decade. But, um, <laughs> but Gotham won me over. Birds of Prey certainly did not win me over. Uh, there was a yes, that's not an argument for Birds of Prey, by the way. No, no it's not. Uh, Birds of Prey, uh, just it was... Teasing Batman, and uh, you didn't get Batman or Batman Beyond or anything. You just got Birds of Prey. Not even a real Robin or anything. It was just eh. meh, meh. We got a movie next, Batman related again. Catwoman in two thousand four. I'll tell you. I'll tell you guys. I'm not even look at my the notes. The I won't even look at my notes. The reason I did not watch Catwoman in the movie theater is because they had this like you know one of these half hour infomercials on TV, and it was showing. The guy named Jose, who was Halle Berry's stunt double, <laughs> you know, and like interviewing, he's like, yeah, man, I'm going to jump over there and I wear the costume. And I was like, it's a dude. It's a dude. No, can't watch. Can't watch movie. <laughs> maybe, maybe That's I'm like just... those episodes of Maury Povich. 
I, well, I, I didn't want to get tingly feelings in my tingly parts. Mary Povich is more watchable <laughs> than Catwoman, though. Well, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen Monsters Ball, but that was actually the same guy. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure Jose was was well tucked for his uh, close-ups. Jose was looking good. <laughs> I don't know. That just turned me off the whole thing. If I want to, I want to watch Halle Berry in a in a skin tight suit, not Jose. So uh, that was the only selling feature for me in that movie was uh, Halle Berry. It was a, a Batman movie without Batman. Uh, I don't know. I don't even remember many details from the movie. What do you guys think of Catwoman, two thousand four? Lots of really Never. bad CGI. I remember just like the action scenes were horrendous. Mm. And uh, the story sucked, and the acting sucked. <laughs> I think uh, I think the jury's uh, still out on this one. I remember vividly missing Mich- Michelle Pfeiffer. I saw. Mm, yeah, big time, big time. Uh, we- I only made it seventeen minutes into it, so I can't tell you. <laughs> How good that would have been! So good if there was a Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman movie. That would have been amazing. Yeah. That would have been nice. It's not too late. It's not too late at all, no. <laughs> I like that. Hey, a year after uh, Catwoman, uh, DC decided to bring Constantine to the big screen. I'm a, I was a big Constantine fan. I have a pile of the, the comics. Uh, very well-written comic book. And uh, the movie just totally ignored the comic book and uh, went all dark and gloomy and uh, shitty. I didn't like it. Just saying. And you guys may have missed it because it was not a box office success. <laughs> Did anybody watch Constantine? It wasn't constant. I tried to watch that. I, I don't. You know. No. Yeah, I tried no, to watch not... that one a few months ago, and it's terrible, unwatchable. <laughs> yeah, I actually think the very, very beginning of the movie was the only part that actually I thought, okay, somebody probably read a comic for this, and then it's just terrible from all the rest of it. But the casting is so bad, so monumentally wrong for the character in almost every respect. The only thing those characters, the character in the movie and the character in the comic have in common is they're skinny guys. Yeah. But other than that, no resemblance in character or actual visual. This was the same casting director that did Akira and Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> well, Brown. Baiting. And then Baiting. 2005, we get Batman Begins. Which would have been better named Batman Begins plus four hours of extra shit nobody cares about. <laughs> okay. I don't think I cared about it all. Yeah, I, I thought it was... I'm going to give a meh to Batman Begins. Uh, I'm gonna also going to give a meh to uh, the year after that. In 2006, Superman Returns. Uh, oh, yeah, you know what? Was... Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, that just kind of came and went, didn't it? It wasn't really much of a... I don't think it was what they wanted it to be. No, it definitely wasn't. It was a, a cheesy premise. The, I think the script was terrible. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Spacey and Brandon Routh and everyone involved probably uh, hoped that Superman stayed wherever he was returning from. Like, <laughs> yes, but it gets a lot better when you watch Man of Steel. So it has that going for it. <laughs> now, the, the best part about that movie, and again, starring in a shit sandwich, was uh, Brandon Routh who at some points he almost thought he was Christopher Reeve. You know, he was really like, wow. Yeah, he got really shafted by that movie he just because nailed. he was good in it. Yeah. It was just, again, not a good movie. He yeah. was the George Clooney, Bruce Wayne of that film. Yeah. Uh, he's back as the Adam in, in, uh, in the later series, and he's in the current series, actually. Uh, he's time-traveling as the Atom, which is sort of like the DC's, you know, giant man slash Ant-Man. 
Yeah, it's the Ant Man well, of DC. I think he's I think he's kind of like on cable TV where he belongs. I don't know if he was ever the uh, you know blockbuster lead guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, if he had a good script, yeah. and, and I mean, if they had a, a a good script, he might have done well there. Uh, speaking of good, good script, script, good costume, good story, yeah. anything. Speaking of good script, Joe, The Dark Knight two thousand eight. <laughs> Does what Superman Returns couldn't and reboots Batman to a whole new level. And I'm going to say it right here. Best Joker ever. Shame, shame to see him go. But uh, a, a great, I think, a, a great reboot of the series. Uh, darker, uh, more intelligent Batman for a new audience. No, give, give me Jack Nicholson. I don't give a shit what anybody says. <laughs> okay. I, I don't think the two are even comparable or comparable. I, I think they're di- completely different I think characters. they're both excellent yeah. in their versions of the character. I I'm not, com- I'm not the even comparing them. I'm just saying. And then we get, we get Watchmen. Best. Watchmen in 2009, right after The Dark Knight. I think they nailed, if, if you haven't read the comic book, buy the comic book and then just watch the movie and follow along with your comic book. That's when you have a good comic book. It's what's called a storyboard. You already have a storyboard for your movie, and it just followed it so nicely. And it's what was, uh, as a fan of the Watchmen, one of my favorite uh, graphic novels. They did a great job, sort of like what uh, Spider Man uh, did for Marvel, which we didn't. I really like Watchmen. About. <laughs> you know, the one thing that they didn't do that you're, they did do a change in the story at the end, which. The longer I, I think about it, the less it makes sense. Yeah, which is kind of problematic. And you know, I actually really like that movie, but again, rewatching it, it the acting is really uneven because there's an amazing performances from like Patrick Wilson. Yeah, is some that that some, is? Thick, and, some and, stick uh, out, right? Yeah, some stick out for sure. Jackie Earl, all those guys are so good, but then just. Uh, the Ozymandias guy and Silk Spectre are just so bad. It really t- takes you out of it. I'm going to ask Joe. Joe, are you going to stick around with us for the rest or, or uh, we can take a break uh, and let you go? Uh, I, I can probably do another 10 minutes. That's I know fine. I know you got podcasting to do. So. Hey. All right. No, no, so so uh, uh, we're going to recap DC with Smallville, Birds of Prey, which is only one season, Catwoman, Constantine, Batman Begins, Superman Returns, The Dark Knight, and Watchmen. And on the Marvel side for the 2000s, we get, uh, uh, I believe it's three, three or four seasons of Mutant X, 66 episodes of that, which was the low-budget X-Men. You know, uh, Blade gets its own series for one season, and then it's uh, canceled. What a terrible decision that was. Yeah. And that's it for Marvel. I, I'm almost going to call it by default, but I will take the vote. Craig. Wait, wait, wait. How can you call it that's almost it for Marvel? You're talking about... Uh, you you missed X Men, X Two, X Men Last Stand, X Men Wolverine, Punisher. Well, New see, Punisher. this is why this is why I made three. a whole the whole show notes have been sitting there for like three weeks. That's why, it, and I can't edit them. <laughs> 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 all right, so okay, you're right, you're right. The two thousands Marvel did have all the X movies. Why were they? Not and and my... those are hmm. I I love the X Men movies, the two thousand. So I'm voting Marvel based purely on that. Also, because Batman Begins was three hours too long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, now that we're considering the X Men, that was I thought the first one was a great movie, and, and the uh, second one was a better movie. Yeah, 
So yes. The first two X-Men movies are amazing. They're the reason superhero movies exist as they do right now. Yeah, I was There's just, I was just about Hugh Jackman to... is in every goddamn X-Men yeah. movie they'll ever yeah. make until he's dead. I was going to call yeah. for DC, and just because I didn't have X-Men, uh, the X-Men movies listed here, I'm, I'm now switched my vote as well. Uh, I'm going to vote. I'm vote Marvel just for the X-Men movies. And Batman Begins and Superman Returns can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> So what do we got, Craig? You're voting. I'm guessing you're voting uh, Marvel. Yep, I'm voting Marvel. Joe. Yeah, I have to because I was one of the first people to say that Hugh Jackman was the worst decision for Wolverine <laughs> before the movie came out, and I was a complete asshole. So I have to give it to Marvel. There for you that. go, uh, Jimmy. DC, but Hugh Jackman is the man. All right, he is. I was an idiot. And Phil. I I love the X Men, but I don't know if they got them right in those movies. But uh, I'm going to give it to the Dark Knight, DC. All right, that's three to two. We're giving that that decade to Marvel, the 2000s, um, or the noughts, as you guys said, noughts, noughts, 2010 and beyond to present day. Let's start with DC, and they've been pretty busy. Uh, 2010, we get. The movie called The Losers. Uh, at least this movie lets Chris Evans get some of that Fantastic Four mud off his shoes. And this led him to become the cast as Captain America. So The Losers 2010. I don't even know uh, what comic that's based on, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I think that might be a Garth Ennis comic. I don't remember. Uh, same year, Jonah Hex. Um, it was a turd. Poor Josh Brolin. <laughs> he had just come off playing uh, George W. Bush, I believe. And um, he got stuck in that turd. I think it was a turd anyways. I could be wrong. I have bad taste. Just saying. Uh, a year later, speaking of bad taste, we get Green Lantern. Bad movie? <laughs> That's movie. right. <laughs> but hey, DC released two worse ones the year before. <laughs> I don't know. The first Green Lantern movie was a little fromage for me. I just, I don't know. What do you guys think of that? That movie's first horrific. Yeah. And I love <laughs> Green Lantern. Yeah. That movie was terrible. But Green yeah, Lantern oh, set up some of the best jokes for uh, the for Deadpool. Deadpool. Yes, yeah. that's true. <laughs> that's right. That's true. You can't, you, there is an argument to be made that Deadpool would lose a little bit without that Green Lantern stinker behind Ryan Reynolds and Wolverine Origins, if you're at it that, at that point. <laughs> <laughs> a year later, they... they uh, concluded the trilogy of the dark knight with the dark knight rises um i enjoyed it might have been a little bit longer than it should have been but um it 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 seemed like you know the story and uh, you know uh, realistic more realistic than some of the batman movies we've seen where he's actually had to struggle to climb up a hole you know he didn't just you know have a batarang hitting up his butt or anything you know there there was some introduced well uh, he did but he didn't pull it out and use it yeah and, and they did use the classic, you're right, the classic Bane broke his back. Yeah, the only I problem I have with that is they under... It's not really a problem, whatever, the movie works, I like the movie. But Bane in the comics was so much smarter and tactical than they gave him in the movie. And really, they could have cut a lot of the Talia crap and put more of Bane into it and made him kind of the almost genius level... Yeah. Uh, tactician that he was when he showed up in the comics, but it's a it's yeah, a nitpick. Tur- it's still a good movie. He's a crony. He's he turns out to have have not done any of it on his own, right? Right. Yeah, basically, he's the <laughs> one who he engineers the the prison breakouts to make Batman get worn down and worn down and worn down, and he shows up right at the end when he's physically and mentally depleted right. and snaps. Yeah, him. yeah. He's smart. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's pretty good. Kind of like what Luther did to Superman in the, the last movie. But uh, we'll talk about that afterwards. We got, uh, let's see, we got afterwards. a TV series that doesn't make sense to me, but maybe it'll make sense to you. We've got Arrow, which uh, here's one of the things I think DC has done wrong, uh, which was splitting up their TV universe from their movie universe. It's almost like the TV or like the, you know, the, the guy sitting on the bench, not as important as the, you know, Affleck and, you know, everyone else. I don't see any reason why the guy playing the Flash right now was also in the 2010s. Couldn't be the Flash in the movie. I think he does a wonderful job, but the, the, the I don't reason- know why because Zack Snyder's running the show and it's a terrible one, and we've seen what it gets you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, the, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad they haven't tainted the TV guy with those movies because the, I, I don't even understand what DC's ideas for the movie universe are. I really don't get that concept at all, especially looking at Marvel's success with making movies that are fun and brighter, and you want to go deep into the hole with this. Te- I can't even yeah. do it. Arrow doesn't make sense to me because he's supposed to be the hero and his only superpower, of course, is shooting arrows and he's impaling people. I mean, even if they don't die, he's... (laughs) He's maiming people. Bow and arrow is a life changer. That's what we used to call it in in (laughs) shop class. You'd point at the saw and you say, that's not a life ender, but it is a life changer. You know, He shoots people with arrows and he murders. I think in the first three episodes, I saw him murder like 30 people and I just couldn't get behind him as the good guy in, in the story. Maybe I'm just too brainwashed from watching too much Superman. Just saying. <laughs> it didn't make it sense. definitely is not the comic version of the arrow. The way I know him. Uh, it's more like trying to merge Batman and the Punisher, if anything. Yeah. Like, I mean, the arrow in the comics, he, he had a lot a better variety of arrows, like bolos that would, you know, the arrow would spin around your legs and knock you oh, off your like feet. he was like a liberal superhero. I mean, right. he was the <laughs> liberal superhero. He yeah. wouldn't be killing people. That's Not like that. <laughs> no. Uh, speaking of uh, liberal superheroes, not too long after that, we do get the Man of Steel. I really like the soundtrack. No, we don't. We'll turn it up for a bit. But Hans Zimmer put together a decent soundtrack for this one. Uh, I, I'm just going to say, without looking at my notes here, because I'm looking at the Man of Steel YouTube, uh, it, it got the Superman Returns taste out of your mouth. But that's about it. <laughs> no, you and I completely diverge on this one. It, yeah. it made me like Superman Returns. <laughs> Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> I, I, I thought... I hate uh, Man of Steel. I thought it didn't flow, same as the Batman v Superman. The movie was kind of all a little bit all over the place and uh, too much going on that wasn't relevant, that they could have cut out too long. Um, but I thought it was a step in the right direction from uh, Superman Returns. I, uh, I think they could have cut out the part where Superman's adoptive parent tells him not to save people and to let him die, even though he easily could have saved him and no one would have seen it so yes you're right they should have cut out the parts where they changed it from <laughs> superman to some fuckwad alien who doesn't care about human beings anymore yeah yeah i think they went a little uh, dark with superman there because they wanted to set up uh batman beating him to death so you had to make him seem like a strange alien who is kind of fucked up <laughs> well, uh, speaking of batman uh, a year later we get gotham uh we get the son of the third doctor Mr. Pertwee playing uh, Alfred Pennyworth. And I, uh, again, I, uh, from Birds of Prey, I was thinking, oh man, it's a Batman show without Batman. And no, like 
10-year-old Bruce Wayne doesn't count. But you know what? I started watching and watching, and uh, interesting. It's more of a show about uh, uh, Commissioner Gordon, who is, uh, I believe, Detective Gordon, and uh, Alfred uh, himself, who uh, I think he's been retconned into being, uh, now he's former SAS, uh, super trained, and he's going to actually, he looks like he's going to actually help uh, train Bruce Wayne, uh, not just Raz El Ghul. And uh, interesting storyline, uh, but I still get that Smallville vibe, uh, kind of dumbed down and simplistic uh, plots. I don't know. You got, any of you guys watch Gotham? I couldn't no. stick with it. Drove me nope. crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not caught up either. I actually enjoyed The Flash better than, than Gotham. And I think Flash is going to continue on for a while. Um, and they're tying together these things like Arrow, Flash, uh, the, the the TV series. Supergirl also ties into Arrow and Flash, but none of it ties to the movie universe. And that's where it, I think it, it all fails for me. That's the part that astonishes me is that DC has a very good working template on TV of how to do a shared universe. Mm-hmm. And yet they're pursuing this Man of Steel version of the the bigger stuff and trying to shove 18 characters into a movie where you have yeah. a totally new actor as Batman and characters nobody outside of Super Friends right. knows. Yeah. And it's not like Aquaman was the best part of Super Friends. So I, I now, don't know what they're doing. Bullshit. Now, now there's a way that these are comic uh, based. Know. So there's a way DC can fix this. You know, there's Earth 1 and Earth 2 and Earth 53. I think yeah. at one point they could bring in that you could see the Flash from the TV series alongside the Flash from the Justice League movie, uh, just mm. by you know them uh, crossing through universes. Um, no, because they'll never let a movie guy look that bad yeah, compared to the TV not. guy. That yeah. ain't happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, a year later, Supergirl. Um, I'm not a big fan. It's uh, it seems it definitely the the I think the target market here is uh, young, a lot younger than my age, and a lot more female than my uh, my gender. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Some of you guys like it now. You're not going to speak up now. I shouldn't have said that. I love it. I love that show because for me, the divi- it is the dividing line on what Superman you want. Supergirl is Superman on TV. That is Christopher Reeve's Superman. So I'm on board with that all day long. Yeah, I get. It. Yeah, it's it's got that ideal, uh, you know, the idyllic, uh, you know, superhero thing going on for it. Yeah. Who's got the birds? Get the birds out. Just kidding. <laughs> um. I don't think anyone's watched iZombie, have you? Anyone watched iZombie? No. I've watched some of it. Yeah. It's a guilty pleasure for myself. Right. <laughs> Tell us a bit about it. I have no clue. Well, part of it, too, is it takes place in Seattle, so I kind of oh, got nice. stuck watching it because it's fun to watch where they're supposed to be and how it's not even close to anything of what it actually is in the city. Um, hmm. But it's just uh, some – It's. I mean it's not a great TV series. It's a bad, uh, bad mysteries, bad acting, uh, bad locations, uh, you know, pure guilty pleasure uh, show. Hmm. Nice. I've heard it's good. I just haven't watched it yet. Next up on our list is Legends of Tomorrow, which started this year. Uh, it also ties in with the Supergirl, The Flash, and Arrow. Uh, starring Henry Cavill, who used to be on Doctor Who, as a time traveler who's got a, <laughs> who has a time machine, which they fly around in. And uh, he has picked up some of the heroes from our time and villains and uh, using them as a team to fight a uh, future dictator who takes over and pretty much destroys the world. 
Um, I don't know. At first, I thought it was a ripoff of Doctor Who, but then I looked up uh, Rip Hunter, and the comic book actually predates Doctor Who. So actually, the creators of the Doctor Who series in the 1960s probably stole most of their stuff from Rip Hunter. So when, I, when I'm sitting there watching this show and thinking, well, the, you know, they ripped off the Time Lords and the Time Machines and all this stuff. Uh, no, Doctor Who uh, ripped them off, by the way. Good show. I like that show. Interesting show. And you get a few of the characters from uh, Flash and uh, of all. Well, even Captain Cold, they make the show. Yeah, even Captain Cold and, and his uh, a fellow uh, prison break star. <laughs> I think there was a scene in a, a couple uh, episodes ago where they actually said, we got to break out of prison. Oh, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Because that's all I can think is prison break when I see those two together. Um, <laughs> it's weird. They can, they can only work together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they can only, only ever work together, right? And they got to break out of prisons, pretty much. Contractually obligated, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, another show I have not watched is Lucifer, which started this year. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have seen that. It's also from DC. And uh, Yeah, I, I, I watched the first one. It was very cheesy. Yeah. So that's the thing. Uh, you still get this uh, uh, hint of a cheese factor, I think, throughout the DC TV shows. I think they still have one foot in, in Adam West's pants. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they also had con- the last show for the DC uh, that I have on my list is Constantine, which went for one season. And again, they, they didn't nail Constantine. Sorry. Uh, just still a bit off from the comics. A uh, little too camp. Just putting that out there. I don't know if you guys know of any other DC uh, I've forgotten. If not, we'll move on to Marvel. We'll close it out. Oh, Batman versus Superman. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Missed that one. <laughs> Batman the, v Superman. A small film that came out this yeah. year. So much yeah. hype. So much hype. So many hours of movie. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and just to me, it, and I don't think it flowed very well. That's my... It flowed uh, down the toilet pretty well. Yeah. You know, I got to say, I would, I'll stick up for those Man of Steel movies. I don't think we have enough time to really get into it here. But I think that, uh, you know, I, I've thought about it a lot. And I think that the they get compared to what Marvel's doing yeah. in a lot of ways. And my theory is that people are going to eventually get sick of the Marvel movie franchise because... There's a certain thing that's a little bit repetitive in, in Marvel films, in my opinion. And I think that if DC doesn't, like, really intentionally try to, like, bite Marvel, then people might see them as, like, a, a viable option when they want to watch other superhero movies. Yeah. On the other the hand, the problem with that is the repetitive thing in Marvel is fun. And yeah, but you know what? I, yeah. It, it, it was I, too I, depressing I, a movie. I get it. But I'm kind of sick of all the, uh, like, winking to the camera and joking and stuff. And I know I'm in the minority, but I'm kind of, like, done with all, like, the, like, in-jokes and stuff. But that's just me. Yeah, you got to remember, though, millennials need everything spoon-fed to them. So well, you, know you what? can't I, have any mystery. There oh, is yeah, something yeah, yeah. to that, though, because I, I, what I've said is this is just not my Superman. This is not my Batman. That's fine. If right. you like it, you like it. I'm not criticizing what anybody likes. It's just that, not what I grew up right. with. One thing that Marvel yeah. does right is they give the movie to the director and the actors, and they take a step back. They give but, them a guideline up front. I don't know that's true. Well, well, I was going to say, right dropping out of one Amen. of the things that happened with Man of Steel was that uh, in the middle of production, uh, the director was forced to shoehorn in a bunch of stuff that originally wasn't part of the script, uh, like all the mentions of 
uh, you know, the other superheroes in the Justice League. Those were th- those were things that were filmed afterwards and just shoehorned in. And I think a lot of stuff was shoehorned in to the point where the director was either had to make a four hour movie or had to cut some of the stuff that connected all the other stuff that remained unconnected. I'm looking forward to seeing the the Batman v Superman director's cut. Uh, that should be interesting just to see what he would have done without the interference from uh, from DC. Um, yeah, I think it'd be interesting but to see what he. Mar- the Marvel's had Marvel's had its problems. They made a sequel to Ghost Rider, still starring <laughs> Nicolas Cage. <laughs> right, amazing. <laughs> hey, the, uh, listen. Uh, what's his name? Ben Kingsley, who played the uh, the uh, racist Chinese well, version of Mandarin. He did not play the Mandarin. He played an idiot actor. Right. He did not play the Mandarin. Which, by the way, great <laughs> great job, Marvel. They acknowledged that they had a racist character. Back in the day, the Mandarin, and and really acknowledged it, and uh, that was a great. Uh, you know, I don't want to spoil too much, but that was a great uh, moment in that film. But Ben Kingsley, he he said that he arrived on set, they literally had no script. Robert Downey Jr. Oh was God. sitting there with the script writers and the director, and he said there were days I got out of my trailer and no one knew what the fuck they were going to do, and they would actually sit around and brainstorm what scene they were going to shoot because there was no script at all written at that point to shoot. So they were just, they were basically a lot of that, a lot of what's in that Iron Man movie was off the top of their heads. Awesome. And it still somehow came together as a great movie. And then they, yeah, they just send it out to the, to the VFX studio to make it make sense. Yeah. Just put in more, (laughs) more suits. We'll fix it in post. Make it explode. Make it explode. (laughs) Now, now, speaking of uh, Marvel, there's quite a few this year. They're not in the show notes, but you know that there we have in the in the in the current decade. We've got Captain America, Captain America, Winter Soldier, all the Avengers movies, um, just a robust Deadpool, cinematic galaxy. universe. Yeah, and stuff that they didn't think would make money, like Dare- like uh, Deadpool. Who thought Deadpool would make money? A restricted, you know, little known superhero. And look at that thing. That thing just made a fortune. Yeah, insane, insane. N- not to mention the, the the great job they did, uh, Phil, with um, with the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, that soundtrack, just the fun they had in that movie, and it was just uh, I I dragged a, a girlfriend to it, and she just not a superhero person, just yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it, just because of the music yeah, and you, the, the you dialogue. Know, it's just like that one. I'm not. I know that like this is the unpopular opinion, but. Guardians just didn't do it for me. And I'll tell you, like, that was a point where I was like, I was like, okay, I've, how many more, like, spaceships will be crashing into cities before, <laughs> like, I don't care? Also, this is an alien city, so I don't even, <laughs> I don't, yeah. this is not even a real city that exists in our world. Like, why should I care about it? But I know that there are good parts about yeah. it. But. Yeah, and you know what? You touched on something there, Phil. That's, I think, one of the reasons why some of the DC shows. Uh, you know, even when the, the city blows up, I don't really give a shit because DC does not use real city names. You know, right, it's Central yeah. City or, you know, Gotham. Oh, it's not New York. It's that's, Gotham. That's why we get so excited when we see New York being taken down a notch. We're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, but but it does add <laughs> a bit. Right. You know, it's, it's a note, city it, I know and it's blowing yeah. up. Right. Uh, Mar- Marvel. Uh, just the the Captain America series I think is the uh, the only superhero series I think that gets better every movie. I, All right, I, this decade's not over, so let's vote on it now. 
Yeah, that's yeah, let's true. Do it. I think we yeah. know what's on the table. This is this is the big one, I think. This is it. Let's let's uh let's vote. Uh, we'll, uh, before we vote, hang on. I just got to throw in here Netflix, Daredevil and Jessica Jones yeah. and Agent Carter. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. And that's yeah. one of the reasons I'm voting Marvel in 2003. All right, we're all vote Marvel, really. Come on. Yeah. There's nothing yeah, to vote I, on. Is there I any of us not voting Netflix Marvel? Blows it away. I want to vote DC just to be a prick, but it's impossible. It's it's so Marvel. It's so Marvel. So that X-Men Days of Future Past? Yes, please. Yes. Oh god, amazing. Yeah. Just that scene with Quicksilver. Uh, that's where yep. Marvel did Flash better than DC, right there. Yep. Wow. In the movies, yeah. Fantastic. So it looks like through the decades, uh we are tied, Marvel and DC. Um it's been close for me. I'm I'm going to just so I don't end up being a tiebreaker and you guys say it's fixed or something. Uh, I'm going to give it to Marvel just for everything that they're doing now. And they're just doing everything right. And just because I'm looking at the scores that it's tied over the decades as well. I'm giving it to Marvel. They're doing it right. They're doing Netflix right. They're doing TV right. Well, except Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's kind of boring. But um, yeah. <laughs> but I'm giving it to Marvel. Um, Craig. That's a good call. Mr. Craig, what's your what's your call there? Marvel. Marvel. There you go. Joe. Yeah, Marvel. I agree. Mr. Moorhead. I, you know what? It's so, it's, in the long term, DC really has put out, like, really good stuff. Like, like, there's at least one great Batman in, in every version of Batman, but it's, it's Marvel. All right. So we're going to call it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're calling it. Uh, Jimmy dropped out of the line. Fucking Skype. Uh, he voted DC, it. though, because yeah, he's an idiot. He did, but uh, even with his vote for DC, we're going to give it to Marvel, ladies and gentlemen, and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> and we're going to close it out, guys. Um, I'm just going to say we've got some great guests coming up. Simon Alexander Collier, an actor from Stephen King's uh, Haven. Bernard Robichaux returns. we got quite a few uh, different guests. Scott McKenzie is coming back. To talk to us about his new uh, children's audiobook and his new No Agenda book. And uh, we'll see you next week. Same book time. Same book time. Stay tuned, book readers and book listeners. Paul the Book Guy will be back next week. Same book time. Same book channel.